those sub communities feed off of each other and there's not as much cross compatibility. They're kind of siloed from each other, which is unfortunate. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that's kind of why is just because the audiences have implicitly spoken and that's just kind of the way things are right now, which sucks. Uh, I actually, uh, it's hard to use the word friend, but I use it almost loosely, but at the same time, uh, I don't use it for just anybody. So like, there's a guy that I guess friends would be more or less appropriate somewhere around there at least. But anyway, so I, I've known him for a while. He's a streamer and he loves to be completely different. And by doing so, it's totally killed his audience. So not only are what is what you're speaking accurate, but it's dead on accurate. Like, uh, and I've seen other streamers completely kill their stream by changing who they are. And it makes you, it makes you go, makes you go back to like my favorite artist when I was a kid, Lincoln Park, uh, Green Day. Hey. Uh, <laughs> um, and met many other people. Uh, I love old school, like I said before, Eagles, Don Henley, um, and, and so many others, I can't even name them all. Um, and like I said, I love Broadway. I have a tendency to like maybe too many things. And something on my Instagram that I'm trying to get my audience engaged in is, hey, what do you guys want to see? I'm okay with any of it. So if they only want to see um, drawings of roses, then I'm going to do draws and drawings of roses for a while. I am not, um, I'm not this concerned by limiting myself. It's almost, it's actually the complete opposite. I feel like I need to get a grip a little bit once in a while. Now, I will always, now something that I will do is I'll always stick to myself. So if you have ever have a chance, uh, if you look at my Spotify, it's quite organized. So I'll have, I have like a music section on my Spotify. I have, hey, we are talking to a author right now, or hey, uh, right now we're talking to a dancer and I, and I want to create different interests. And, and like I said before, I kind of made myself almost a producer before, but that's exactly what a producer does. Like I'm gonna find everything that I'm interested into and I'm gonna narrow it down as I get a little bit better at each thing. Uh, and, and my perfect in my perfect world, I would have other people help me. Like, you know what? If there's somebody who just loves music, like even more than I do, which I find hard to believe because I love music, <laughs> but I'm sorry there's someone out there. Uh, and then they'd be like, hey, you want to join me? And you know what? I'm going to let you take over. You're, and, and then once a week, I'm going to join you. That, if that is my dream. Like I, I would love to create like this world where people can do exactly what they want to do and i'm the reason that it's happening 
and then I can be a part of all of it because that's what I what I want to do. I want to be a part of every single aspect of what's happening. And let me say, you know what? What you can do is you need to change it up a little bit. You've been doing jazz for six weeks. Let's do a little. Let's do a little R and B. Let's change up the pace. Let's see if we can grab a new audience. Or let's see if it doesn't work. You know, I I want to be the guy that fiddles with it and see. Okay, can we make it better? Can we can we make this stronger? Can we reach out to a, a, a brand new audience that we haven't even thought about before? These are the kind of things that I love doing. I love uh, creating and just like the the art of creating itself. Like not even like. Oh, I love drawing, not necessarily. Or I love photography, not necessarily. I just still love the idea of, hey, you know what? I'm gonna bounce an idea off of you, and we're, in, we're and we are literally creating right now. You don't need a pencil in order to create something, and that is what everything is behind uh, my Spotify right now, and what I'm what I'm trying to do. Like, hey, let's have an open-ended discussion about how to do this stuff because let me tell you it's not only is it not out there but it's hard out there it's like i have done this for a week and i don't know if anybody else is having is the same struggles um i misspoke i've been i've been doing this for a whole year and a little bit over a year mm-hmm. and i don't know if anyone's having the same struggles that i have but I've run into so many dead ends and I'm like, how I'm staring at other streamers and I'm staring at other YouTubers. I'm like, how are you doing this? (laughs) Because it is, it is not easy by any stretch of the imagination. And not only is it not easy, but I would consider myself pretty innovative. So like I I am really good at, like, I feel like I don't want to brag, but I feel like I'm really good at Photoshop and I'm really good at like tinkering with things and really getting figuring things out and I'm like if I can figure all of this stuff out why am I struggling can't I make this yeah 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 like like is there is there something I'm missing is there something like what what and what is it if, if there is something I'm missing what is it and more importantly there's a couple things missing from a couple different things so, for example, uh, Instagram. I'll pick on Instagram for a minute. <laughs> now, I already know the answer, but at the end of the day, it doesn't feel correct. So, Instagram is run off a uh, a computer, basically. And the goal is to trick the computer in order to get yourself more popular. Now, I know as a sort of tech guy that that's probably true but at the end of the day there's still other people involved so no matter how much computer is involved there's still other people involved at some point somewhere somebody isn't it's not like a computer is liking my post there's still a person on the other side so yes i know that there's an algorithm but at the end of the day there's something fundamentally wrong with the actual community itself. 
I dare for people to reach out to other people. Like, talk to 10 other create creatives and, and literally share their posts. Do, do, do that once a week. Because I, I have talked to other creatives and, and, I'm, I, and I've been doing this for a year. And the question I keep on asking myself is, where is someone who's exactly like me trying to help other artists reaching out to other artists and going, hey, let's build a community. Where are the other people who are like me who are reaching out and trying to do these things? And that is the question I keep on asking myself. And then as, and, and even more than that, as you reach towards people who are successful, that gap becomes even more narrow. And, and I just want to hear other people's thoughts on that question. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's a tough sell. You're absolutely right, um, and I've I've definitely thought about that myself. Where it's like, why why aren't we all like banding together and like sharing each other's stuff and like creating this little network where everybody helps kind of build each other up and you know coordinate stream schedules so that when I'm streaming, like the compliments isn't streaming or something like that, you know, and the, the I guess one problem is that that takes a lot of work and a lot of people like myself are just either don't have the time or are just lazy or just, you know, it becomes a, a lot of people who stream are kind of individualistic too. And so they're like, oh yeah, like I want to work on my own schedule and it's great. And I just, I'm, on, on my own, I'm my own boss. Right. And so when you have a whole bunch of other people in the mix, then it's like, oh, well, I, you know, feel like I have to do this right now. Like right now I can skip any stream I want and I'll feel guilty about it, but I can come back later and be like, oh, just kidding, I'll stream on Friday instead or whatever. Um, and that's a big, it's a big lure for people who are doing streaming full-time, which I'm not, I'm, I'm just, I just do it for funsies. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's a lot harder to, because the, the type of people who would stream, and I'm not saying this is entirely the problem, but you know, maybe a small chunk of it, is that a lot of people who stream, you need a certain mentality to stream successfully. I still don't know if I personally have that mentality, but that's a whole different question. And so- That's actually a very, all right. So three rules on my podcast. Rule number one is let's be real. Rule number two is every once in a while, it's okay to even censor yourself. Cause I know I will. <laughs> and let me explain what that means. So there's a big, so on both, I'm going to be both people. Censorship is wrong and we should express who we are. But what, what, what does that mean exactly? In order to express who you are, you also must express who you are not. So if, so if you're going down a road and suddenly realize that's not a road you want to go down to, then you are perfectly okay with saying, you know what, let me put on the brakes, slam the brakes even, turn <laughs> around and go the other way. That is absolutely okay. And that is not the same thing as censorship. In a way it is, but it's also not. And also on a new level, 
censorship within itself is its own art. Basically, it's saying, stand back, look at what you did, is this what you want? It's the, it's the pinnacle of creation, in my mind. It's the very essence <laughs> of how we get better. It's, hey, is this something that I should be sharing with the world? And if it's not, then I need to change it. Mm -hmm. So it is not the enemy of artists. It's a support of artists. And more and more importantly, it's absolutely necessary. And the reason why I say that is because not everything should be shared. And, and that goes along with how we started our conversation. Not all things are creative. And since not all things are creative, we must determine what things are creative. And to uh, paraphrase yourself, there's a certain, uh, let's try to be friends for a minute, je ne sais quoi, <laughs> that begs to be heard when you're talented. You need a certain spark, otherwise it's not going to work. And I, not only do I agree with you, but I would like to emphasize it because one thing I've noticed is people who love to talk. I know I am guilty as charged. <laughs> Number two is people who are quick. If I could finally figure out how to stream and all that other stuff, not only would I be responding to like every single post that people make, it's amazing how mad people get real quick, real quick. You spend an hour on someone else's stream. Someone, so I guarantee someone will be like, hey, you missed my post. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> and I'm like, it, it, I, I will be like, hey, hey, John, hey, you know, and at some point you have to find a pace. You absolutely need to find a pace and you need yeah. to find a rhythm as well. Um, and, and you go, well, I'm going to tell everybody. I can talk to 10 people. And that is exactly why I love radio. Because you know what? I am talking to you. I am talking to you, no one else. I see my other callers. They're going to be with. So that's why I am going to structure my entire plan based off of that concept. You will get a turn when it's when it's your time to get a turn. I I I I am going to reach you, and and I'm going to keep on going, and I'm going to keep on going, and then you know what? I'm going to get help, and I'm going to get another DJ, and then they're going to talk to you. Because at the at the core of streaming, or YouTube, or radio, they're all one and the same. The core is people want to be heard. You listen to the radio right now, and there are 10 people calling in right now. If you listen to any radio station, radio is not dead. It is more live than I remember it when I was a kid. 
So even though we have streaming and all of these other outlets, we have so many outlets right now, but people still mm -hmm. want to be heard. So as long as that is true, we have a business that is perfect for personalities that want to hear people. And that is number characteristic number three. You are someone that wants to talk to people and want to find out who they are. And like I said, I am not necessarily organized, but I am naturally interested in what you want to say. And I want to put, I want to push the envelope. So, so I want to encourage people like, you know what? Okay. If, if you, if who you are at, as a core, I'm never going to insult anybody. If that's who you are as a core, then I'm not going to push the envelope. But if you are someone like that, then I want to encourage you to be that as well. So that is who I am. I am I'm a, I am someone who's okay with anything. And if it's going a little bit too far, I'm like, well, <laughs> perhaps that's better for a different conversation. <laughs> I'll, I'm gonna reel. I'm gonna reel it in, and say. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that's not necessarily appropriate because at, at the end of the day, uh, not, not only are these my ideas and I'm trying to share them with you and I'm trying to share them with my audience, but it's something I want to teach other people what's okay and what's not okay. Because in my mind, it is okay to share your expressions, even if they're wrong. It's okay to be wrong. And in those moments, you find out who you really are. Yeah, I, I agree. I got nothing on that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, 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 I get, I, if I, I get deep, man. <laughs> I get nice. really deep. Nice. So cool. I'm going to do a proper introduction because I already started recording because I, I, I noticed we got into a kind of an interesting conversation there. And I'm going to clean it all up and then I'll Sure, sure. So uh, I'll begin. Well, welcome. Uh, I am Starlight from Starlight Studios, and I am introducing a new artist. Uh, and what I usually do is I allow you to introduce yourself, which is kind of completely different and completely out of the ordinary from other people. So please introduce yourself. Sure. Thanks for thanks for having me. First of all, Starlight, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, yeah. So my name is Abe. Uh, I go by Abe Music officially on Twitch and YouTube and other stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I am a very small time uh, artist, and I just love playing music. I've played music from when I was a very little kid. But I stream and play piano. I dabble in guitar. I do vocals as well. And I've done live readings too, uh, kind of in an audiobook format. Um, and mainly, I just I try to do things that I enjoy doing and have fun. And if people want to watch that and come hang out and relax, then fantastic, you know. That is absolutely awesome. And as I get older, it's kind of it's kind of funny. When I was young, I was probably someone that would have hated myself. And that's a complicated sentence, but at the, at the core of what I mean is, I not only have I grown in what, am I, what I'm okay with, but I have relished it. Like I was a creative teenager 
and I loved art and all that other stuff. But I was at, at my core, I was not necessarily okay with it. And that, that may have been society pressure. That may have been family pressure. I'm not really sure where it came from, to be honest. But in my at my core, I didn't feel like I belonged. So like I would probably quickly call myself a nerd. <laughs> but in high school, I never would have said that. And not only would I have not have said that, but I would have I would have closed out any possibility of even having friendship because I, I was afraid of joining that world. I was afraid of putting a label on myself. And not that it's a label per se, but in my own mind, it felt as if it was a label. And, and this is definitely a personal struggle. And I speak on a personal level. So to anyone out there that feels that way, uh, I asked them that in the end, the only person that's in control of your own happiness is yourself. And in the end, and I love to use analogies. So if you ever go back on my show again, you will most likely get used to that. But in the end, you are the captain of your own boat. So steer, steer in the direction that you want to go and sail away with the winds that will carry you there. That is well said. I could not agree more. <laughs> I, I myself actually, um, I haven't been streaming music and creating music for uh, nearly as long as I've been actually just playing off on the side. But when I was growing up as a kid, I loved music and my parents always told me, they're like, oh, Abe, you know, music is great. It's fantastic as a hobby because trying to be a full-time artist out there or a musician is incredibly difficult because it doesn't make that much money. Music doesn't pay the bills. And that's something that I have struggled with, but also kind of what forced me to go professionally away from music as like a career because the odds as we spoke about a little bit ago, the, the odds of making it, quote unquote, are very much against you. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't pursue what you enjoy doing. And so for me personally, I'm actually back in school now getting my MBA. And that's supplied me with a lot more extra time where I can return to music and go and stream regularly and just dive deeper into that part of my life that I always kind of punted off to the side a little bit saying, oh, this doesn't actually make money. I'm not gonna be successful in that. And kind of slowly shifting my mentality away from, oh, well, I need to be as successful in this. I need to get famous or create a award-winning music video or whatever. It shifts away from that and more to just, hey, do you enjoy doing it? Great, go do it, have fun see what happens like the end goal shouldn't be to try to to make it and be famous or whatever if you enjoy doing something do it and enjoy it and have absolutely. fun absolutely and on one level i i love playing the bad guy if i ever became i'm an actor i'm gonna be the bad guy i'm the same 
<laughs> but um, your parents are absolutely right. And not only were they absolutely right, but they were absolutely right to tell you that. Uh, and I, I would have to applaud them as uh, someone that likes to consider themselves sort of an educator. Like, uh, I don't try to dive too much into it, but I love to dive into philosophy. And, and, and every, every time I have a conversation with someone, I feel like I'm trying to give a piece of myself to them. So in a way, it's like being a teacher. So they, they, that was a great lesson to teach you. And, and, uh, and you taught yourself the perfect response, in my opinion, because I don't think I could, I don't think I could elaborate on what you said any further. Do what you want anyway, and the way I can, uh, I would say, this is what you need to do. Then, uh, if that is your goal, if that is that now your new epiphany, as I like to say then the way you do it is to be successful and then do what you want to do. So that is the complete opposite approach and much more stable. So like, let's pretend you're really good at business. Well, don't ever stop being good at business. Uh, like I said before, if you wanna make it as a musician, then become a producer. If, if you get your MBA, <laughs> Become a, become a music producer. I am not kidding. If you want to make it in the industry and you want to make money and be successful and have a career and be a producer, um, there are so many people out there and you will have to get used to saying no. And not everybody has the heart to do that. You have to have a tiger's heart to be this kind of person. There may not be for you, but you could be someone else. You could be the business you could be the business side of being a producer. You don't have to be the producer side of being the producer. And you might understand that more as you get down the road, but I have, I guess, sort of a jack of all trades understanding of a lot of things. So I can dive into this pretty deeply actually. So you could be the marketing specialist behind the producer. You could be the business side, you could just be someone like me that gives someone advice and say, look, uh, you're a producer, you're being too hard on too many people. You need to allow some people in. Like if I, if I was the, the brains behind, uh, let me pick on uh, America's Got Talent. If I was the brains behind <laughs> America's Got Talent, I'd be like, you need to allow a couple more uh, mediocre people in because then it will make it more realistic. You, it, you, you allow way too many talented people in. So, so like we, we, need, we need to create, and, so like, and, that, and that is exactly what other people do. So it, 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 you don't have to be the quarterback. Ray Lewis, uh, and then there's other, there's other football, I don't know if you know football, <laughs> but I know <laughs> a bit of everything. So uh, there, there, there are some, uh, there's so many people that made themselves somebody by not being the quarterback. You don't have to be uh, Oprah Winfrey to be the best. 
You could be the best producer in the world. You could be the best director in the world. A lot of people know who Martin Corsese is. You know, a lot a lot of people know who Tim Burton is. You know, so just be sex. Uh, pardon me. Just be good, and then what you are and who you are will represent itself anyway. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. And I think that's something that I've slowly realized as I've gotten a little bit older <laughs> is, uh, you know, you stop, you stop trying to like, cause you know, everybody's sold on the American dream of making it big and famous. And, you know, you, you just, if you, if you just struggle hard enough, eventually you'll get there and totally make it. And statistically speaking, that's just not true. And not to be too much of a downer in a sense, but it is okay to be mediocre at a lot of things, as long as you're having fun and enjoy doing it and hopefully continue learning new cool things. There is no reason why you can't be yourself because that is what makes every person individual and extraordinary is that they everybody is unique in doing their own thing, whatever it is but you don't have to be the world's next Rembrandt or Mozart or Justin Bieber or whatever, you know, you don't have to try to be, become a role model for millions of people around the world. It's okay to be satisfied with what you have. And I think a lot of people, a lot of people don't necessarily know what that means. So I am not familiar with all of them. But I am very familiar with Whitney Houston. And her life was quite the tragedy. And, and I almost feel like I'm speaking perhaps dramatically, but at the same time, no, I am not. If you know anything about her life, then she has lived quite harshly. So yes, you may or may not want to be Whitney Houston, but people don't necessarily know, like what's the old, there's an old, old, old wise tale that says, be careful what you wish for, because you don't necessarily know what you need to sacrifice in order to become Whitney Houston. And, yeah. and that's another reason why there aren't going to be a lot of people to make it. And number one will always be family. If you are successful, and this is coming from someone that knows quite a lot about this particular subject. If you are successful, then you will sacrifice your family. And it is proven over and over and over again. Um, a great man that I have very deep respect for. Um, his name is Robin Williams. Uh, not only did he lose his family, but he lost a lot of himself. And there's a lot of people that had a lot uh, had to deal with what happened. And there, there's other things as well. Uh, not to get too deep or too emotional or anything like that. Um, and I don't want to be name dropping too many people also. But 
I'm trying to pick people who are relevantly uh, known for a reason because if they're so if they're so known, then you can use them anyway. But if they're like mid middle tier known, then then you're not really supposed to use them. So that's kind of like a trick of the trade of 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 name dropping. So like anyone can say Mozart and it's okay. <laughs> Anyone can say I'm, I'm 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 impressed that you know Rembrandt. Not everybody knows Rembrandt, by the way. Kudos to you. Really? <laughs> Thank you. I don't. I, at least I don't believe everybody knows who he is. Uh, he, he's not. Uh, he's not Leonardo da Vinci. Put it that way. <clears throat> uh, I at least I don't. I'm, I have to think about that for a minute. But I, I don't. I don't believe so. <clears throat> But anyway, it seems impressive in my mind. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, yeah, absolutely. Although in in retrospect, thinking back to it now, I was just lifting like people I thought were famous, and then I realized in retrospect, I just put Justin Bieber right next to Rembrandt and Mozart, and I don't know how I feel about that. I want to take that back. <laughs> but no, the the point. And we uh, uh, take two on that last. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Just just edit that part out. No, <laughs> no. The the point. Yeah, no. The point I was trying to make though is just yeah, you know absolutely. becoming a, a big household name essentially. And you're absolutely right. You you don't necessarily know what those people have had to give up in order to get there. And it it's not not it's not just that. It's that um, I think there is there is a a friend of mine who had a saying that has kind of reverberated around my mind throughout the past bunch of years, which is that so many people spend their youth chasing money. Oh, and then when they finally get money, they spend that money chasing youth. It's, it's kind of and a, it's just uh, this cat and mouse, don't you think? Yeah, absolutely. It is. And it makes sense. Like you have so many people who who nose to the grindstone, just labor away to make their thousands or millions in, in finance or as a banker or something like that. And then they have this midlife crisis. And why does the midlife crisis happen? Because they realize that they've spent their youth chasing money and then they're buying their Corvette and trying to pretend like they're 25 and young and free again. They divorce their wife, even though they have several kids already. You know, it's just, and it, it's crazy. And I don't ever want to fall into that trap where you get so focused on this end goal of having money or getting famous or whatever it is that the end goal is that you forget to live and enjoy life along the way. Another thing happens, and this is, uh, I, I like to joke every once in a while, um, but this is like the deep, deep part of the conversation. But um, what actually happens is not only did they forget to live, but they actually stopped living literally and uh, literally or figuratively, literally. Uh, they, so what happens is their growth stunts. And because they stop living their life, uh, in a very real sense, they freeze. So they are 20 years old, but just happen to be in a 40-year-old body. And that's what creates the midlife crisis. Uh, another another word would be a relapse, um, or or perhaps. And, and there's a couple other uh, theories and a couple other uh, notes about why something like that can happen. But th at the end of the day, 
what what explains this behavior is quite literally they didn't live. So now it's like, oh, 10 years later, and they're still 18 and completely. I mean, you can look at other famous people and they just never grew up. They, they just never grew up. They still have that almost immature nature about them. They almost seem childlike if you talk to them. Uh, you know, like I've, I've heard, you know, stories about some of the worst actors to work with. But these are the same people that we admire because of how good they are. Um, to pick on the Olympics, some countries start training their children at very, very young ages in order to get a slight advantage uh, 15 years later and very, very, very minor advantage is gained, but it's just enough to get the gold instead of the silver, for example. <clears throat> and, and what happens to these people as they get older is they all realize that, they, that their childhood was taken away from them. At some point or another, they all realize it, and then they all try to get it back. So this is all a part of human psychology, human development, and it's not only important, but it's absolutely crucial that you live your life the way you're supposed to live it. I mean, and by the way, a lot of people think about the midlife crisis, but as you're having a midlife crisis, it's kind of redundant, but there's also, you're now, you're missing your midlife <laughs> while you're doing that. A lot of people don't necessarily think about that. And as a midlife adult, there are certain things that you're supposed to experience. So there's yeah. So there's so there's actually a lot your life does not stop when you're a kid and then you become an adult, bam, abracadabra. There is a middle life adult range of successful things you're supposed to do by the time you're 30 successful things you're supposed to do by the time you're 40 and so on. Um, as I've taken psychology classes, there's even a late stage in life, things that you can only accomplish as like a 70-year-old person. So uh, a great example of this is some of the greatest minds in our time, every single person that has ever done something that is remarkable has been older than the age of 70. So like Albert Einstein and Ed Thomas Edison and every single one of these people have been older, not younger, they have been older. <clears throat> and there's a reason for that. And that's because higher, higher thinking doesn't develop into your order. And then there's another stage beyond higher thinking that gets developed even later called self-actualization. So self-actualization does not start happening into your middle life. So things like, like people who become priests, people who become, is one of the reasons why we don't want anybody too young to be our president. So we, we asked you to be at least 45 to be our president. And there's a, the reason why we ask that is because we know 
that someone who is too young does not have the experience, does not have the qualifications, and does not have the mindset that is good enough to be a leader. So there are some things to look forward to as you get older. It's not, oh, I'm getting old and that sucks. No, there are things to look forward to beyond, oh, I can drink. <laughs> you will become yeah. wiser as you get older. You will become much more intelligent as you get older, uh, just naturally. And you will become more creative as you get older. And all of this stuff happens to you based off of our natural development. Now, it has to be encouraged or it will get lost, but it happens to you regardlessly. So, and, and that is something that I joke at it, but at the same time, I have to remind myself because I'm getting to those ages where I have to now look forward to getting older and hope that equals a good thing. I don't want to be a teenager. I'm probably one of the few people who are my age who doesn't. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with teenagers or 21-year-olds. Um, <laughs> to be honest, like, I mean, I, when I was 21, I was a crazy guy. I don't want to be that person anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I mean, I've, I've changed. So I'm, for the record, for the record, for those of you who are listening, I am 29. Hooray. And now that it's 2021, I will be turning 30 this year, which is a three interesting zero. prospect. The big 3-0, yes. It's a thing. Um, oh, yeah. You're old man. Can I get Oh, man. Get Getting there now. real quick. Um, yeah, no, but it, it was something that I thought about a lot when I, I, and it was one of the things that motivated me to go back to school and everything is I thought, I was like, okay, where do I want to be when I am 30? What point in my life do I want to be at? Because you know, you kind of space out the different major milestones of your life in terms of knowledge and experience. Like, when are you going to travel the world? When do you want to maybe get married and have kids, if that's your thing? Uh, when do you want to become the CEO of a big company, if that's what you're aiming for? When do you want to become a famous musician, right? And you kind of work backwards from that point to set, Absolutely. you know, yeah, local milestones for yourself. And so I decided when I'm 30, I want to be my, my goal was when I'm 30, by the time I hit that milestone and turn 30, I want to be at a point in my life where I am enjoying what I do for a living, essentially. And that was my, that was my primary goal. I love your goal. As, <laughs> as a slightly older man, not very much older, but slightly older, <laughs> uh, I would like to give you a couple of tips. Sure. Truly understand what your own goal means. Now, this is because I'm about four or five years older than you. Does not mean that my 30-year-old plans have failed. So if you have not achieved them in five years, it does not mean you have failed. So keep this in mind. Uh, now, I don't know if you're that person or not, but it's advice I would like to give to you anyway. Sure. Uh, advice number two is truly understand what your own goal means. So really truly understand 
what does it mean to be successful? Because we use these words and we say things, but no one know, nobody knows what they mean. Nobody. And I've talked to um, literally 50 plus people at this point, and nobody knows what it means. And I, I wouldn't necessarily say that I know what it means, but what I like this, what I would like to think is I can help people figure it out. Uh, first of all, the only person who can figure it out is yourself. Second of all, the only person that can accept the answer is yourself. So you're the only person who can answer it and you're the only person who can accept it. So that's all, it's all on you. But what I like to try to say is without necessarily looking at other people, because you should not compare yourself to everybody, him, himself, and your sister. Because again, you don't know what they've gone through. But you can use it as a sort of catalyst. How many 30-year-old, C-year-olds are there? Well, to my knowledge, there aren't any. So maybe we need to dial down that particular goal. Uh, that's just an example, uh, by the way. <clears throat> And okay, so you said you want to be happy. That is a dangerous word, my friend. <laughs> and and I speak from personal experience because there's no way to define happiness. And that's why it's dangerous. So yes. be specific in your goal. And that is my third and final piece of advice to you. Be specific. What I would like to have a house and live on my own. And that is my definition of successful. And I would like to do that by the time I'm 30. So these are my pearls of wisdom. And the reason why I give them to you is simple. Because one, these are the things that I have personally st struggled with. They have held me back and I have damned myself for not meeting my own goals. Uh, like I said, I don't know if that is who you are or not, but I hope it's helpful to you either way. And if it's not helpful to you, then I hope it's helpful to our listeners. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I think for me personally, at least, uh, success I leave as a moving or sliding milestone. And I do so intentionally with a couple careful caveats. So success, I leave moving because once you meet your goal for quote unquote success, you always want to be looking several more steps ahead and always pushing and remaining motivated and driven and saying, where do I want to go from here? Because the moment you stop looking is the moment you step. Welcome to the galleries of Starlight Studio. Hey guys, do you have ideas? Do you like to talk about your interests, your hobbies? Do you like to talk about art? Well, I highly recommend Anchor. I just started it myself and it's super easy to learn, super easy to use, and hopefully it will help me and it will help you start your podcast today.
stagnate, you plateau, you stop growing and, and evolving and, and changing as, as, you know, like we were talking about. However, when you go down that road, it's very easy to get lost in the, oh, well, I still need to do all this. I still need to keep, keep pushing and keep going. And you forget and lose sight of what you have. And so the second piece of that that I always try to be very careful and keep in mind is with respect to happiness, which is a very loose term. And the way I do that, as cheesy as it sounds, is primarily through gratification and essentially remembering and looking back, or not gratification, sorry, gratitude is the correct word, not gratification, um, gratitude. And the reason why I think gratitude is the answer in many respects is because if you never look back and see how far you've climbed, it's easy to only just keep staring at the, at the peak and getting depressed about how far away you are from said peak. But by looking back and, and remembering and saying, hey, my gosh, I've actually come a long way. I've, I've made it really far and be happy about that and be grateful for how far you've made it. And just as, as a small side example, even though it's a very minor one, uh, if in a couple weeks ago, uh, I was streaming on Twitch and I looked at my viewer count and I was like, oh man, there's only like nine or 10 people watching right now. It dropped down from whatever it was before. And I was like, gosh, dang, I, I wish, I wish more people would come tune in and, and hang out with me and, I, you know, have me play music for them or whatever. And I paused and I was like, but why, why do I feel this urge to have more people watch me? Is it because it gives me some form of self-gratification, it makes me feel good, makes me feel seen and heard and important? Or, or is, you know, is that the real, is that really what it's all about? And I paused, I was like, well, let me reframe this. This means that nine or eight people or whatever it actually was, those people are real life people sitting scattered across the four corners of the earth or, or more, and they are excited and willing to dedicate their time, which is a very precious asset, to sit down with me and hang out and listen to me do silly accents when I do live readings of Harry Potter books or listen to me play a, a Lewis Capaldi song for them or something. I this absolutely is... love that mindset. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, I... And I would like to add just a couple things. Now, I don't like to be a naysayer, but I do love to be the villain. <laughs> The reason why you feel this way, I blame one, society, two, specifically America, and three, the fact that we're guys. I'll go back to the first one. Expectations are ridiculous, and nobody ever wants to help you. And then when you don't make it, people laugh at you, and then when you do want to make it, people tell you not to. So wait, what? <laughs> how, how do I get from point A to B when no one's going to help you, everyone's going to laugh at you, everyone's going to put you down, and by the time you got there, oh, wait, you, got to, you went to the wrong door. You, you weren't supposed to be, and I'm going to pick on the true masculinity of our culture, you weren't supposed to be a ballet dancer 
babe, that's not, <laughs> that's not the correct path for you. And, and I'm and I'm picking on ballet because it is extremely uh, lack of male influence. Um, not that it's necessarily wrong, and it's not that it's necessarily correct, but it's lacking just the same. Um, and growing up as a male, you have expectations whether you want them or not. If you aren't, you know, Joe Sixpack and a football player, then you are a, a, a wuss or 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 a nerd or or and and it sucks to be in this category. Uh, number two, specifically America, not just the fact our own culture has developed this, but specifically American. So America has extreme uh, competitive nature and extreme commercialism. Now, this is not necessarily wrong either. However, it is what causes those thoughts. And I have shared exactly your same thoughts. So I definitely know where you're coming from. The fact that you were able to tell yourself, hey, maybe I shouldn't be thinking of this is, is, is absolutely incredible. It took me years to come up with that same conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what? I'm just going to be me and it's, okay. it's going to be okay. You know, so I, I applaud uh, your, your conclusion and how fast you got to it. And finally, uh, the fact that we are guys. So it is absolutely expected us to be uh, uh, strong and, and encouraging and dynamic and magnanimous and, and, and full of uh, girth and, and all that other stuff and plucky and all at the same time sensitive because if you're too strong and all the other stuff, then you're a bully. And, then, and if you're too magnanimous, then you're annoying. And if, and if you're, so like, we have to find the perfect balance at all times. And uh, I don't want this to become uh, the guy stream and why it sucks to be a guy stream. <laughs> but at the same time, there are dangerously unrealistic expectations for men. And it's something that needs to be addressed. And we need to broaden those expectations and allow different men of different influences to be just as manly and to be just as respected as someone that we see uh, as, uh, I'll use the word traditional here, someone as traditionally masculine. <clears throat> So, you know, that's, that's my little tidbit about that. Yeah, I, I, to an extent, agree with that. Um, first of all, just as, as the default, uh, kind of not even obligatory explanation, but the, the obvious explanation rather is that, of course, the quote unquote problems that we deal with as men uh, in terms of like toxic masculinity in, in American culture are absolutely valid and true. They unfortunately pale in many ways in comparison to what women have to deal with, which is just heartbreaking and frustrating, but that's a whole separate issue. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I completely agree that there, you know, toxic masculinity is toxic to men as well because it, you know, stuck in the 
traditional 60s portrayal or 70s portrayal I, I don't know because I didn't quite grow up back then but you know the the Hollywood portrayal of a, a big manly strong man who you know is stoic and doesn't show his emotions and he's the head you know captain of the football team or whatever that is incredibly hurtful to a lot of guys who you know are living a completely different lifestyle or or how you feel completely differently from that and then they look at those traditional representations they're like oh what's wrong you know still like that i know i know i know when i grew up i always thought um i had to be masculine or suffer um and i i am not that old so so it is not that very long ago that our society and we and we are sifting and we are changing and i'm a painter uh i don't know how many times i've been called a girl for uh that particular love of mine uh, but uh, i was glad to see other guys uh in my art classes but let me tell you there were only four hmm. and uh what one class I, I love to take psychology classes and again there were only two uh, men in my psychology classes. So all, all the creative outlooks and my, and, and like I said, it's a very personal experience. So I speak on a very personal level and, and, and you know, as, as a scientific person, it's supposed to speak objectively, but every once in a while that means to be personal. So I am literally taking my own life and objectifying my own life. So I am taking, I'm categorizing my own life and internalizing my own life like you would do a biography. And that is a very challenging thing. So I have to look at my own life through different, through a different perspective, through an analytical perspective. And at the end of the day, even looking at my own life analytically, I had I had to live very a lot more masculine than I probably was. I had to live over my own expectations because otherwise, uh, the, you know, the play, the the play, the play uh, part of me, the playground rules would have eaten me alive. Here I was a uh, a pretty typical, I guess, feminine kid with. Um, very sensitive emotions. Uh, I, 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 I got bothered by things uh, a lot more than, than, uh, than other people did. Uh, things bothered me. I was very quiet and, and, and almost stoic, but not in a good way. Because um, stoic means strong and I was the opposite of strong. Uh, but then I decided that I didn't want to be like that. I didn't want to be this kid that everybody hated because I didn't talk to anybody. So I forced myself to be uh, more, more like the people that I admired, more, more heroic, more masculine, and all the other stuff. And 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 I had uh, the the benefit of having an older brother who was more naturally those things. So. Uh, I, I ended up basically just emulating him. So 
I was very fortunate in that way. But looking back, I wish I could have been myself. Mm -hmm. And I encourage the future for boys and for men because a true man can be who you are and is okay with it and not think about everybody else's opinions. Yeah, that is absolutely step one is learn not to care what anybody else thinks. And the good news, though, at least, um, so I live, I live in Northern California, which is a fairly liberal place. And so I, I am kind of bummed to admit this, but I often kind of take for granted a lot of these things where, you know, if you go out to rural, you know, rural parts of, you know, a, a, you know, the Midwest or something like that, there, there's still a lot of places where absolutely like you described where, you know, masculinity in that form is the only role model that a lot of children have to look up to and that's thankfully slowly changing and so with you know again with the internet being much more widespread it's so much easier to find role models that better fit who you actually are as a person or at what you who you think you are at that moment in time or what have you and it's not as binary as just well Either you're a big strong man or you're a wimp or, or you know, whatever you want to call that. And I, I think I think that that's really good that the spectrum is diversifying now. Yeah, a binary is perfect. And um, it, it, be, it be, makes it a little bit less, uh, what's the word, uh, quite so discerning. Like, like I, I don't want to, because there's absolutely, and I'll, and I'll get off of that train for a minute because at the same time, if you are strong and magnanimous man, then it's absolutely okay to be so. So, and that's almost on the other side of the fence because there's almost too strong of a push saying, oh, uh, a man shouldn't be masculine. And, and at this, so it's exactly, exactly what it's supposed to be. So, and, and I'll use women for 10 seconds as well. A woman should be anything she wants to be. If she wants to be a Susie housemaker, then that is her choice and right to do so. And I actually know firsthand several women that would choose a life like that. So, and there's a push against them to not be like that. So in the end, it's be who you are, woman or man this be who you are and other people allow other people to be who they are and that is quite uh deep enough i think <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it, it is and I, I i enjoyed that our conversation went off in this this direction because i didn't really know where we were going but i i agree with that and i'm wholeheartedly behind that you know whether if you're if you're a man or a woman or you identify if you're if you're trans if you're you know asexual if you're anywhere in along the different gender spectrum because there are many different it's not so much a coin anymore it, it is you know as as people you know as the broader more uh, stereotypical american society starts to understand 
gender fluidity and all these other things a little bit better. It's not so much a coin as like a 17 sided D and D dice or something, you know, <laughs> there's, yeah, there's, there's plenty of different aspects. Yeah, and I, I think like that, that it's, I like yeah. It. And it, I've never seen a 17 sided dice, but I want to find one now. <laughs> I haven't either. I think I actually don't know if those exist, but I, now that I've said it, I'm sure they exist somewhere. So, uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's, you know, everything, everything is uh you know society american society is catching up to where i think it should be where it stops browbeating especially younger people into thinking or into believing that they need to be a certain way and rather pushing more people to just embrace who they are and telling them hey no matter who you are or or what you believe or how you think or how you feel all of that is valid and it honestly shouldn't be important in the grander scale of society with respect to if people discriminate you against you for that or something like that. That shouldn't even be a thing. It should just be like, you are who you are. Cool. Great. Now you can move on to the, you know, the important stuff, like what you're going to do with your life instead of getting catching flack for something that you can't change about yourself. You know? I, I believe they are not only are they connected, but they, they, they are directly connected. So, for example, if someone wants to say um, they're transgender and that is a part of who they am, then a part of who I, I am is most certainly an artist. I identify as an artist. Now, I may or may not work as an artist, but I certainly identify as an artist. So as people explore what identity means, even beyond gender identity, because more than a gender identity, it's this your your identity of multiple identities. People have thousands of different identities. We wear a mask every single time we talk to somebody different. I talk to my sisters slightly differently than I would talk to my mom. I talk to my brother differently than I talk to either of those people. I talk to my best friend different than all of, all of those other people put together, you know, and, and these subtle changes and your identity is a, a amalgamum of who you are and only one fraction of an amalgamum. Uh, so everything builds on everything else. And this is what creates uh, the ability in order to create something. We, 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 and, and artists, you're a musician, we, we find these, these pockets in our personality and we dive into those pools and then we pull out what we can in order to create. So what, one aspect of my personality is not only am I an artist, but I'm a positive thinking artist. So everybody loves to say, uh, I'll give a great example. Um, I had a terrible life, so I'm going to write a song about it. And, and that's cool. And if that's what you want to do, then do it and do it with, uh, and do it with great enthusiasm. But me, me, I want to do something that I have not experienced. So I want to dive into the world of unknown origins and say, you know what, what is the possibility here? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to make a huge mess figuring it out. 
that is where I want to be. I want to be the explorer because explorers is not a job anymore. Uh, we have stopped exploring back in, you know, 1800s. <clears throat> but it does not necessarily mean we can stop exploring. We now can explore the realms of emotion. We can explore the realms of creativity. We can explore the realms of society. And that is something I'm trying to create. I'm trying to create a artistic society, like I said, that truly supports one another. And if we can successfully bring ourselves together and accept our differences, then not only will you be okay as on a personal level, but you will find that more opportunities will be open to you. Because I am a producer and then I'll say, you know what, if my if I was being successful enough, then you know what? I want to make you successful as an artist. And that is my goal. It's my goal to help other artists be successful. And if I can do that, then I will be successful. I'll be successful through your success. And then then I will be able to do what I want to do and then allow the success to build on itself. And that is my goal. And I and I want to share uh, the goal with other people. Yeah, it's a noble endeavor. And I applaud you and, and hope you're successful with that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I said that word way too many times. <laughs> we, we have, we have. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's very true though that- And from the- nah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, the fact that you continue exploring, though, is great because, again, the moment you stop exploring and stop seeking out, seeking discomfort to steal uh, the yes theories uh, on on YouTube to steal their to steal their motto, which I love, by the way, seek discomfort. Um, I, I love that, and I I think that the moment you stop exploring is the moment you kind of stagnate and stop learning new things. Where are you quoting that? Where are you quoting from this? That's that's from Yes Theory. They're a YouTube channel. Uh, it's basically a bunch of a uh, bunch of people who came together. Um, I think it's like six or so guys that came together and they said, hey, we're going to practice this new philosophy where whatever happens, we're just going to say yes to it. Kind of like the Jim Carrey movie, Yes oh, Man yeah, from way back. Yeah, yeah, and and what it name drop? That's fine. It's perfect. Oh uh, yeah, so I didn't mean to, didn't mean to name drop there, but yeah, no, they're a it's it's a it's a fantastic channel, and um, they really they wound up going off and you know exploring new places and going to traveling all over the world and visiting like they visited the you know quote unquote like the least uh, the most boring town in the United States or something like that quote unquote which was somehow a label that got assigned to some random town out in the middle of somewhere. And they went there and were like, you know what, we're gonna prove that this town is not boring. And they just met the people there who were all super friendly, super chill. And they wound up throwing a, a party inside of a barn and invited all the town's residents there and then filmed it and had fun. So that, that type of philosophy where you're just going out and yeah. always challenging yourself and finding new things and not shying away from discomfort. And that's really how growth happens. And I'm a huge fan of that. So, so yeah, so my, my, what's the word? The, 
the the re, the reality behind that's not the word I'm looking for. I, I'll find it later. Um, <laughs> the 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 I can't think of it. Anyway, so so the the the, mo the most important part. There's a word I can't find it. The most important part of what I'm trying to say is ex that not only exactly what you just said, but even more. So you said you want to be successful in what you do. That, my friend, is how you will be successful in what you do. So not only should you listen to that, that YouTuber, but you should take it in and just actually, and to quote Nike, just do it. So like <laughs> be, be a part of your own solution. I've waited, and to, to, to pick on myself, I've waited for success to happen. And, and it's just not, it's not. It's not gonna just happen. You have to make it happen. I, I, and I, I've even gone, so I, I and, uh, again, picking on myself, I, I have uh, auditioned for uh, di different, different artist companies and, and hey, is my art good enough for you guys? Or can I draw a comic book for you guys? Or can I draw some cartoons for you guys? And it's not happening. So it, 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 to, to paraphrase a, a, a saying, and I think I'm butchering it a little bit, so that's why it's paraphrased, get out of the rat race and make your own. Make your own rat race. And that is what I am doing. I am building my own company, my own company, where I, I hopefully, who knows, I can start hiring some help. And and I've and I've actually I've already done that. Uh, I've already uh, I I just did a book last year, and I and, and I paid paid an editor to help me, and they helped me very very well actually. So. I've already started just make, I, you know what? I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to make what I want happen. I'm going to make it a reality. No matter how hard I have to work, I'm going to make it happen. And if I have to work at McDonald's to, to, to fund what I am doing, then I will do it. And, and that is the kind of energy and the kind of thought process you have to have in order to get it done. And, and if you do anything less, then you will not be successful. And I, and I hate to be, uh, again, I hate to be the downer, but the only way, it, it, unless you get lucky enough and roll the dice and find the right job, the only way to be successful is to be self-employed. And believe me, you can be successful and be self-employed. Yeah, I, I'm not sure I 100% agree with that. I think that is a mentality that you have come up with because it works for you. And it sounds like it is working for you, which is great. Uh, I think that being successful is, again, such a arbitrary thing that you know, it depends how you define it. And so every everyone who's out there who's listening, how you define success yourself is how you will 
will determine your ability to reach said success. And so for Starlight, that is the answer is being self-employed and doing your own thing. And that is fantastic. If that works for you, then great. For those of us who like, I don't know if I personally want to be self-employed because it's a, it's a lot of, it's a lot of stress. It's a lot of work. It is exciting at the same time. It's challenging, but I'm not hundred percent committed necessarily to going that route, which automatically means by default that I kind of take myself out of the running for that. Cause that is the type of thing where you need to be like 110% committed to that, or it's not going to happen, you know? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And, and and you're right. And to, you know, repeat what I just said, absolutely. You, it, it's the hardest thing you'll ever have to do. And it's not, and it's not for everyone. It is the hardest thing you will ever do. It's harder than going to college. It's, it's harder than, than anything else because not, not only is it just as hard as the original problem, but it might even be harder, but I can make it work because, well, I have to, I have to make it work. And, and unless I roll the dice and I find a job that makes it a little bit easier on myself. So it becomes a, pro it becomes a multiple tier problem. So do I, I, I'll keep on trying to roll the dice to make my life a little bit easier. But while I do that, I keep building my own railroad. So you have to be, so something, something I have learned, especially as I've gotten older, there's no one answer. There's multiple answers. Mm -hmm. And a truly successful person keeps multiple options open. Yeah. Yeah. No, that is, that is true. I, I think it's important to not box yourself into or pigeonhole yourself in one particular thing because that is often how people wind up waking up suddenly one day in their midlife crisis mode where they're like, oh my gosh, this is the only thing I've ever really done with my life or whatever. And that's what leads to that, that uh-oh moment. Um, but yeah, no, keeping, keeping options open and pursuing the things that you enjoy and having fun along the way and keeping gratitude in mind and you know, like it, sometimes it's as simple as, as dumb as this sounds. Like I wake up and I'm like, Hey, you know what? I'm not, I'm not homeless. Like I have a roof over my head. I have enough money to pay the bills. And like that in and of itself is a, is a freaking accomplishment, you know? So helps you, helps me stay grounded. I think sometimes. Yeah. To, to, you know, in, in a lot of ways, I almost feel like you're me. It's funny. It's funny because you say, <laughs> you say things that I would say. I'm I'm find I'm finding it uh kind of kind of fun because you're you're doubling back as you speak. And that is something that I do a lot. And and again, to give advice to you, try to speak clearly and know what you're speaking and the reason why I say this and, and 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 I have to practice it myself and the reason why I give it to you is because I, I I'm noticing a couple things as you speak and I'm extremely observant and I hope I don't go over my bounds so let me know if I do um, <laughs> but try not to 
you know, uh, 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 oh, I, I didn't, uh, I didn't really mean. Uh, <laughs> don't, try not to do that because what you said was was beautiful in my opinion. It, wake up, and I'm gonna say in no no unexact terms, wake up and realize I am not homeless. I have food in my belly. Be proud. Don't don't have that hesitancy. And, and and perhaps it's okay for you to you have your own hesitancy, and I'm not taking that away from you. But in my mind, you need to not not only should you wake up, but this is absolutely important. People like I I go on the other side of the fence. People acknowledge. Please acknowledge your own success because people are starving out there both uh, physically and mentally. They don't see their own life and, and, then, and, and then they get lost. And, and this is deep for me because people do get lost. And by taking a step back, taking a small breath, and allowing yourself to truly live in those moments is the one way you can heal you can heal yourself that's the one way you can heal yourself and there's other ways to explore and there's other ways to enhance your lifestyle but the only way to heal yourself is to allow yourself forgiveness for example to allow yourself to say, you know what? I'm proud of myself because it is not too often that you will get it from someone else. So you have to give it to yourself. And again, uh, I may have went too deep there, but <laughs> I, ha I have a lot of things to say about this particular subject. <laughs> no, it, it's fine. I All I have to say to that is amen. I I agree. I agree. So um, I believe we've gone a little over. Uh, I'd like to ask you what your plans are at this point, if you need to go or anything like that. Yeah, I, I was going to head out pretty soon, um, but I really enjoyed talking to you and really enjoyed you having me on and I, I I didn't know where where our conversation was gonna go but it wound wound up running the gamut from philosophy to masculinity to music to everything in between so I, I really enjoyed this <laughs> actually first of all I'm glad that you uh, enjoyed speaking with me uh, usually I try to allow my guests to speak a little bit more but I felt somewhere along the way that I had to pull you, I had to pull you in. So maybe I misread that, I'm not sure. Uh, so it's, it's, all, it's always a challenge for me to determine how much is needed. So uh, sometimes I like to have the same guests and then try again, but I'm glad that, uh, it feels like this was a great conversation. I love the thing, I absolutely loved your opinions. I'd love to hear more about them. Um, <laughs> especially because one thing in particular you said you grew up in a completely different atmosphere than I did 
like completely. You grew yeah. up in a world of acceptance, and I would love to hear more about that, especially. Um, and you grew up in a world, uh, it seems more artistic and cultural in nature, so I'd love to hear more about that. So maybe America uh, ha- has a chance. <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we, we, we do. We can do it, America. <laughs> yeah, we we do we do it's not it's not all doom and gloom as as easy as it is to fall into those patterns but no we're i think i think we're on the right track in some regards at least and it's just a matter of not sliding too far back into ways of days past yeah because one thing i have noticed is people love just like myself to play the bad guy um and i do it as a ironic because at the end of the day i'm not a bad guy i like to be positive so i do it ironically and then i laugh at myself and say i don't really believe that (laughs) (laughs) i'm not not that evil you know so i I end up laughing at myself so I, i i'll probably be a terrible actor but to to me it keeps people grounded. I will tell them, look, you're an amazing artist, but you have any idea how hard it is to be an artist. I want people to know these things because it's so painful to learn it yourself. It's, I wish somebody told me, you should concentrate on science. Because I, I, so here I was, young boy, loved science and I loved art and I went to art school. Man, somebody should have smacked me on my head and said, <laughs> be a scientist because I love science. And then I could have done art later if I wanted to, because it would have made my life so much easier. I, I, yeah. I, I would have gotten a really good job and more money. And <laughs> Yeah, that's the, it's funny. I get, we are alike in some ways because I, I went the opposite route from that where my parents were the one who were like, yo, yo, pu- pushing me in the science direction. And so uh, I actually ha- went into engineering specifically and of course found out later on, the downside to that is I found out later on, I was like, hmm, I don't know if I really want to do engineering for like the rest of my life. I want something a little bit more creative and of interesting that or at least that I found interesting but I I think I found a a pretty good middle ground now which is what I'm excited for but still it's you know it's it's a good to hold on to my my experience where you will truly find happiness is always in that middle ground somewhere somewhere Mm -hmm. because we have to find uh what's the word um you have, to, you have to give up a couple things. You have to, yeah, balance. You have to find, you have to find balance. Yeah, compromise is the word I was looking for. You have to find compromise and balance. Uh, so, and unfortunately, if it was my world, no one would need to compromise because people shouldn't. But at the end of the day, you must. So where where I live is in a world where people can do what they truly feel, they who they really are. But that is not our world, and we do not live in that world. And since we do not live in that world, we have to face a reality and know that compromise is absolutely necessary. So 
and and what you are willing to compromise is your personal call. And again, like I said, successful people always compromise their families. And and uh, if you ever like to d dive into this yourself, I, I encourage people to research it. But yeah, people who are at the top, people who are the best, always lose their family. So, and, and I, I don't think I've heard of an example to the contrary. <clears throat> so, and that is something that I don't know if I could ever sacrifice. So I will always be middle tier, somewhere in the middle. And I believe that is, I think that is where true happiness lies as well where you sometimes you have to work hard and sometimes you can reap the benefits of your hard work. And I think that is something where we should, we should all push, uh, where we should all push ourselves to be. As long as you find yourself living in that balance. And, and of course I speak loosely because happiness, balance and all of these words are all personal and they all have different meanings for each individual. So it makes it makes it hard to find what is my answer versus what is uh, uh, Abe, Abe's, Abe Music's answer. So everyone's answer is different, but in, in the end, it's your personal balance. So. I encourage you to find your balance, whatever that means to you. And I encourage everyone else to find their balance, whatever that means to them. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Sorry, I had a, I had a trash trucks going by in the background for a second there. I was like, all right, don't want, don't want that on the, uh, on the recording. So. All right. So I end everything with a, uh, I reel it back in and I sound like a businessman or something. <laughs> <laughs> no it's fine it's fine so uh th this part of the show is called a plug and this is your chance to be a businessman yourself and, and you know tell people exactly who you are your next stream uh basically like an advertisement for yourself so i'll allow you to take it and then and then i'll and then i'll end at the end <laughs> sure thank you well, again, first off, thank you to everybody who's listening and uh, thank you for giving us your time and hanging out with us. Uh, so yeah, my name is Ape Music. Uh, you can find me on Twitch. I stream on Thursdays and Saturdays starting around 6 p.m. Pacific time. And uh, that's twitch.tv slash Abe Music spelled A-B-E-M-U-S-I-C. I am also on Twitter. If you want to be part of my small burgeoning Twitter family of like 35 followers, um, <laughs> that is at uh, New Abe Music, N-E-W-A-B-E-M-U-S-I-C. I also have the YouTube channel that I am slowly working on, working up the, uh, the content to actually post good stuff there. But that is YouTube, uh, Abe Music, A-B-E-M-U-S-I-C, I'm there as well. And uh, yeah, the, the biggest thing is to, uh, to come hang out with me on streams because I think that's the, I enjoy engaging with viewers a lot and just hang out with you guys, playing a lot of uh, live song requests where I kind of 
learn a song on the fly right then and there. And that's always a lot of fun. And so we'd love to see you guys hang out there. And then also I stream on Twitch on Sundays starting around 7.30 PM Pacific time. And that's when I do my live readings of right now we're working on Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire book four. So that's fun as well. Um, but yeah, we'd love to have you guys on there. And uh, thanks for giving me a chance to to shamelessly plug myself on here. No, absolutely. That is that is who I am. I am I am here for you. And actually, uh, there's a lot of things that uh, I would like to hear back from you personally. Uh, one thing I've had actually had a musician on my podcast before, and I w did some talks with him, and I got some of his music on my Spotify. Uh, I'd like to talk to you about that. We can do that later. We'll work out the details. Um, and then, so my goal is to help you, uh, to help you along somehow or another. Uh, so far, I've had 21 episodes, and apparently I'm in three different countries. Uh, I'm not necessarily sure what countries they are. The, the, the statistics just say three countries. So I'm like, what countries? <laughs> Well, that's well, awesome. Then do a little bit more research on white countries, but anyway, <laughs> um, I have seven. I have over seven hundred followers at this point, um, and I'm not in sure just how many uh, viewers I've had on Spotify. To be honest, because the statistics are kind of wonky, so I, I've, <laughs> I've been playing with those, trying to figure out how to read them. Uh, it's it's a lot of it's a lot more technical than I ever imagined it being. Uh, so that, that's why, especially, I love to talk to uh, another person, a, a streamer, so someone else that plays with these technical things all the time, uh, to, just to get some feedback as well. Uh, so yeah, I'll definitely love, I don't know if it's possible for you to do live performance uh, on my podcast, if the sound quality would be good. Um, I would love to play around with that. So. I don't know. I would almost like to make a project out of this. Uh, get you back. Um, we 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 we'll, we'll talk, of course. Um, and yeah, uh, of course. I don't want to. I don't want to put you on the spot on air or anything. <laughs> but uh, I'm talking to my viewer because the first. This is the first time I've ever come up with the idea of a return guest. And since I didn't feel like I got quite as much as I would like to, I would definitely love for you to return. So, and then, and then my goal moving forward will be having people on my podcast all the time and I'll definitely play with it. So now I have to figure out what people are capable of doing. There's a lot to figure out. So um, whatever, 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 even if it's once a month or whatever, whatever, whatever it is. Uh, and, um, and, and, I'm, and of course I'm, trying to figure out like an actual business end of this as well. So currently uh, it, it, it is all volunteer. So this is all volunteer right now, um, but I would like to move to the point where it's not. So if you're on my show, um, you know, I would compensate you. So for now, uh, you said shamelessly <laughs> promote yourself. <laughs> for, for, for now, uh, that is my trade. Uh, to you. So I'm, I'm giving you a part uh, of the podcast because uh, that's that's the only thing I can compensate you with. 
uh, and we, we, we will work that out. And, um, and I'm telling this to other people who are listening to as well, because uh, at this time, I'm working as a, a trade. It's a trade, and I'm thinking about moving it to a higher level beyond trade because that's my goal. My goal is to get it out to the people. I want to have people hear you. I want people to hear your thoughts. I thought they were interesting. And so far, people, a lot of people tend to agree with me. So I think they're going to agree with you as well. I think people want to hear uh, the artistic side of things. People want to hear uh, my thoughts, or so, or so they say. <laughs> and I definitely think people want to hear your thoughts. And I want to help people uh, get to know them. So I would definitely like to keep in touch with you. Uh, and I think that is all for today. Thank you, Abe, for joining me. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. You have my, you have my contact info. So feel free to reach out to me anytime. I'm happy to help out and uh, help you fiddle around with setup stuff as well to get better sound quality out if that's a, if that's a question. But yeah, thank you so much for having me. And I really enjoyed talking with you, man. All right, take care. All right, take care. You too, thanks. All right, are you officially done recording? Uh, uh, hold on. For some reason, should be, oh wait.